Spirits and, and witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we are your high priestess for this evening. Coming to you through Zoom. Yes. Never has our we can never get our timing right when we do that on Zoom. Yeah. That, that's the way it goes when you Zoom. This is true. But as a belated holiday gift to all of our little stragglets, not only are we coming at you... But we have our astro witch, Taddy McCoy, with us, too. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back. She's back. We missed you. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Back, back, back. So glad you're back. Glad you're feeling better. Thank you. You guys are super patient and super loving. And I appreciate and love you both tremendously and the community for being patient. We love you. Yes. And early shout out. Yes, I he even is. learned something during his December. I'm just so pleased, so happy, yeah. and so thankful. Yeah, he's pretty amazing, but so are you. Thank so you. They have, yeah. They Not have. to jump in, but I guess to jump in, you know, we, we have so much change, and we've shifted into Aquarius, and we are through a keyhole or a doorway, whichever way you look at it, into the age of Aquarius, and Aquarius is all about the collective community, the consciousness of caring for our community. And that's basically what Jarrell did. I mean, he stepped in and helped out and, um, you know, there's no room for competition. It's all about collaboration. That's the, there you go. That's yeah. one of the big C's with Aquarius, collaboration. Love it. Love it. Oh, take that Capricorn and see you in the background because we're moving into Aquarius. Yeah, it has to be a much nicer, easier time, I hope. I hope I'm praying. The social aspects of Aquarius are fascinating because they're different than the Libra. You know, Libra is more plan a party, plan a model shoot, you know, plan, you know, a, a nail party. But, you know, Aquarius is the community organizers. They are very concerned with the collective belief system in an entire community. And the hope, you know, that we have as witches and astrologers, shamans, stragas, druids, all of us is that the pursuit of love and the value behind taking care of one another. The hope is that during all of this Aquarius and as we go into the age of Aquarius, as we're moving in, as we speak, that that's gonna take the center ground. So when you say that, the question that I have is um, when we look at that, when we see that that's the energy that's kind of being ushered in here, um, I find it interesting how that tends to be brought about in different people's lives and, and through like just society in general. Um, for instance, in 2020, it was a four year as far as like the universal year number, which is all about structure and organization and, you know, time management foundation. And so, you know, naturally one would have thought that 2020 would have gone pretty smooth with that being its ruling number. But instead, how we saw that come about was all of our structure was like ripped away from us and torn up and we had to build a new foundation, a new routine, a new structure. So... With that, that same kind of theory in mind, do you feel like entering into the age of Aquarius, do you think it's going to kind of be the community building aspect will come from like 
communities kind of falling apart it's almost like rising through chaos or do you think that we're more going to just kind of like become a little bit more collective with our goals well i think you know when we look at 2020 i mean here we are a year later when we, i remember recording specifically to be january of 2020 we had that big um conjunction between saturn and pluto and that is what you just said it was the ripping apart of structures and because it was in Capricorn, you know, Jarrell actually even spoke to this. Saturn is ruled in Capricorn, but it also traditionally is, is ruled in Aquarius in a different way. Capricorn is very dour. Capricorn is very um, conservative. And when you bring in the Aquarian, it's much more a mental instead of, instead of that body and that earth base that we experience, especially when we look at the pandemic. I mean, that's a very body-based ripping down of structure. So when mm -hmm. we have Saturn and Aquarius, there's more, um, it's more of a, the pursuit to fix the structure. There's room to be ingenious with fixing structure. So, you know, some of your, I mean, ultimately, I do think some of the social stuff inherently had to break down part of the cosmic dance that we had, but also because of the pandemic. And I think that um, a lot of communities are finding ways to use this new energy to do things in new and exciting ways. You know, we can sit here and kind of laugh because the Zoom was a little goofy for us when we started, but ultimately this is exactly Aquarius. It is an engineered way to be social. You know, a lot of um, musical communities are thriving because they're, they're getting people from all over the world logging in to their their music set instead of just the people who could come out on a Tuesday night because that was the one night they could afford to get a club in Los Angeles. So there are ways that this is this is happening that's actually awesome and exciting and innovative. Cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Um this might be um a silly question, but because we're entering into the age of Aquarius, does this mean that like people that have um, big Aquarian placements in their chart, will they feel this more? Will they thrive more or have greater challenges and therefore greater success? Or how does that look? You know, I think that, you know, it's kind of can you it can go one of two ways. That's the way in my experience of astrology works. You can experience the boon of it or you can experience the bane of it. And it, mm. it really does depend on your entire chart. Um, you know, in when we talk about February, which we'll do at the end of um, January. February has an, um, just an astonishing stellium in Aquarius. I believe there's six planets, including the moon, that will be in Aquarius. And that's, that's exciting for people who are Aquarius, um, but it can kind of be a lot. So it's just going to depend on maybe some of the personal work that each Aquarius has already done. And, you know, when we talk about Aquarius, something that I'm going to discuss, see, astrology is kind of set up into elements. There's air, there's fire, there's water, um, and earth, but there's also these energies and there's this cardinal, which is new and initiating. Um, there's mutable, which is adaptable and changing. And we're making a huge shift into fixed. Now, fixed energy is very, um, pedal to the metal, you are staunch, 
you you walk a straight line and it can be um what i'm trying to say is that anybody who's fixed so we've got aquarius we've got taurus we've got leo and we've got scorpio so when you look at all the stuff in aquarius it's not just aquarians that are going to be touching upon that it's all the fixed signs are going to have an energy that's that's going to it's going to hit on their chart more than say somebody who's got like me i got a bunch of stuff in in um, mutable so i i may not feel that stellium of aquarius as much as somebody who who has a lot in the fixed signs okay does that does that kind of help or does that does that need a little more to discuss no that works that totally i think answers my question and now i'm very excited for february i may have been asking for the good of all aquarians when i asked that but it could also just be you know me being nosy and selfish because i'm an aquarius you never know whatever well one <laughs> thing the other thing that i meant to, to meant to mention is that um as Jarrell so beautifully discussed the um the jupiter saturn conjunction that we just experienced on winter solstice was huge. It was extraordinarily special. Um, it was special because it was the first time it was visible since the 1200s, um, it, because it happened at night when the moon wasn't in the way or, the, or and during the day when the sun was in the way. So we could actually see it in the sky. It was also special because it shifted into an air sign. Now, what's interesting is some of the research I did was that because of that shift into Aquarius and when you know, we're going to have six planets in Aquarius in February. The last time to have that much in Aquarius was the shift from the Dark Ages into the Renaissance. <laughs> this, yes, so this goes along with excitement and stuff to look forward to that we are on the dawn of new science. We are on the dawn of new art. We are on the dawn of, you know, um, just to bring Uranus into the equation in modern astrology, Uranus is ruled by Taurus, or excuse me, I just space. I just went talked so fast because I'm excited. Uranus <laughs> is the ruling planet of Aquarius, and currently Uranus is in Taurus. Now Taurus love the Tauran energy. It's all about food and eating and being with family and and that security of nurturing. And it's very beautiful. There's the person who's got their um, chorus energy, you know, their house is gorgeous. There's art and there's always food in the refrigerator. There's probably a pantry of food. There's a lot of um, support around um, eating. And because Uranus is in Taurus, there's a lot of hope that, um, you know, I'm not talking about engineering food by any means, but I am talking about ways to redistribute food and ways to look at farming in a new light so that it is healthier for the planet so that more people are able to access healthy food you know instead of these food deserts that we have in the cities where you know little kids in detroit can't even find a tomato to eat so that's something very exciting to think about as well that was really exciting. I really hope that one of the things that we're going to see with that is like city gardens, community gardens and things like that coming through as well as just more sustainable farming. Um, I think that that's just going to get me on some kind of eco-friendly tangent. So I'm going to just stop right there. But that is really exciting. And also, as somebody who is a big fan of snacks, 
I am super excited to also see just the culinary revolution that's going to come with this. I I can't wait either. Yeah, we all like our food, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many snacks. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. I just love that we're starting this off, you know, because that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction really, really sets the tone for all of 2021. And it also sets the tone for us shifting into the age of Aquarius. Some people say that that we're in the age of Aquarius and some articulate that it was a door opening. And when Pluto goes into Aquarius in uh, 2022, 2023, that, excuse me, 2024, 2022 is a different year. I'm getting excited again. When Pluto goes into Aquarius in 2024, we are officially in the age of Aquarius. And what's special about that is Pluto will be in Aquarius for much longer than it typically is. So I think that that is definitely when we're going to feel the shift be done. And some of this, this hinky, you know, change can sometimes be difficult. Change sometimes does not feel good. And it can be hinky and wonky. So some of this energy that we're experiencing because of what happened in 2020 until we finalize that shift in 2024 um, will be done and we'll be ready for the dawn of a new age and in it. Mm. Well, I'm excited for that because damn it, I'm tired of change. I mean, yeah, I well, sorry to be the, sorry to now go into January. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to talk about in January, I, you know, I've got what we, we love our witches. We love to know our moon. So I've got the moon magic days and times I've got when we've got some void moons and um, sorry to be the bearer, uh, sorry that my first time back in a few months, got to talk about the fuckery of Mercury retrograde. Oh, man. Okay. We're going to talk about inauguration day. Um, and we're going to save January 20th for, for that discussion. Um, because it's a pretty, pretty pivotal day. And we do need to talk about some themes and change being one of the themes. How does that sound? Okay, okay. let's do it. Exactly. Right. Let's fucking do this. All right. So, um, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and, and I'm going to shoot out right now with the moon magic days. And the order this month on Wednesday, the 6th, we have our third quarter at 1.37 a.m. And it's 16 Libra. On Tuesday, the 12th, that's when we have our new moon. It's at 9 p.m. It's at 23 degrees Capricorn. Wednesday, the 20th, which is, we're going to spend a lot of time with this at the end of, the, of our segment today. We have our first quarter at 1.02 p.m. at 1 degrees Aquarius. And on Thursday, the 28th, we have our full moon which is at 11, 16 a.m. at nine degrees Leo. All right. So as we go through, uh, January gets, gets going here and we start with a nice sextile. Mercury is just, you know, floating along, doing what, doing what he needs to do. He's going to aspect Neptune, which, you know what, let's start the month off with being able to talk about our spirituality and our art. Let's have a beautiful, start to the month and enjoy the first day of 2021 and saying see ya see ya wouldn't want to be ya to 2020 bye bye we have a lot of yeah so we can start (laughs) up we can just start and we can 
be free with our communication and talk about our spirits and just ready, ready for what's coming in the month. And I like how you're smiling. <laughs> yep. I love to see you smile as much as you are. I, I'm just, I'm really excited for this. I mean, I'm not trying to go into 2021 with any kind of crazy expectations because I think 2020 taught us to not do that. Um, but I mean, I just the idea of being able to kind of go into the month and go into our year, embracing our art, embracing our, our creativity and our, our magic. It just feels nice, you know? It's important. Any change coming in is going to be good, to be honest with you. Correct. Yes. And it's important, you know, I think what's really important and something that we can talk about as we, we hit, the, when we get to the 20th and the inauguration day, you know, when society is having huge shifts and there's a lot of maybe sadness or maybe stress, it's important to focus on what you can and to focus on the, I'm not saying to sit here, you know, don't worry, be happy. But if we all are spiritual people, if there's hardship going on, it's important to also focus on the little magic that we can do ourselves um, while we're home, in our kitchens, in our backyards, in our front yards, because that will keep our spirits thriving and alive and, and, and flowing as we go through a lot of change. Exactly. All right, so on the fourth, Mercury is going to be right, 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 right next to Pluto. So Sate, you know, could be really helpful for people to focus on talking about some deep psychological work that they need to, or some deep issues that are coming up. Um, sometimes that can be kind of obsessive. So being careful to, like we just said, like focus on what you can instead of obsessing on what you can't. It's just kind of some hindsight for that energy. We also have Mars. Now, Mars, which a huge catalyst in 2020, Mars stayed in, eight, in um, Aries for six months. And usually Mars is in the same sign for six weeks. So we are finally done with Mars in Aries. On the sixth, Mars goes into Taurus. It's called an ingress and Jarrell was awesome how he explained it. It's just switching signs. Is, is just important for people to know that, that Mars is getting out of Aries. Now, the thing about Mars going into Taurus is that Mars isn't super comfortable in Taurus. It's one of those detriments. You know, signs and planets have a natural harmony in certain places, and there's also some disharmony. So we had Mars in its ruler for six months. And, you know, as we saw with Mars being in the ruler that, sometimes can be a little um, hectic and a little hot. So Mars being the detriment, while it may not be harmonious, here we hit the 16th, as I, or excuse me, the sixth, we've got our third quarter moon. We've got Mars making a big shift, an ingress from Aries to Taurus. And now the reason why, think about this, Taurus loves Venus. So what's the opposite of Venus is Mars, you know, men are, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So, right. Mars, so Mars is going to be much slower than it was before. Not literally in the sky, but it's it's more methodical. It, it's a lot of, um, you know, people with Mars and Taurus are kind of silent but deadly. You know, a person who's got their Mars and Aries, they're going to be really, re they're going to jump and they're going to be right into things. But Mars and Taurus, it's much more slow. Like they're they're the kind of energy that, 
they're going to think before they, before they react. And, you know, maybe we need some of that right now, which sounds a little weird that it's, that it's in something disharmonious, disharmonious, but maybe, maybe slowing down a little bit is going to be helpful is all I can, all I can hope for. Now on the eighth, we've got some more ingress energy. We have Mercury shifting from Capricorn into Aquarius. So now we've got more energy in Aquarius. We've got Jupiter, we've got Saturn, and we've got Mercury. And, you know, Mercury in Aquarius, these people are, are innovative. They're geniuses. They, they will definitely take a computer apart and be able to put it back together. So that's the kind of energy that we're going to have in our day-to-day -day communication. We also have Venus is going to ingress and shift from Sagittarius into Capricorn. So it's kind of like that there's some, you know, we had a lot of energy in Capricorn in 2020. We still have Pluto there and now we've got Venus going through there. So between Venus and Mars, we're going to have kind of a harmonious earth and we're going to have a security. So I, I really do see that some of the uh, unfortunate economic situation, you know, hopefully this energy is going to help people. There's going to be places that security will be successful. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, all right, something uh, exciting going on. We've got, uh, it's just some building of this Aquarian energy. On the ninth, we've got Mercury is going to conjunct Saturn. So that could be some of these structure rebuilding. There's gonna be, a, it, I keep using the word engineering and fixing. And that's because Aquarius is that energy and we've got Mercury and Saturn together. A lot of hard work is going to be getting done, you know, and now in terms of day to day, there might be, might be um, some communication, you know, people that you want to talk to um, may, may not want to discuss something because Saturn sometimes can kind of withhold information, but on a, on the societal, like general, we can hope for a lot of hard work getting done. Now, here we go up uh, two days later, we got Mercury also conjunct Jupiter. And I'm just trying to show how much energy we have in Aquarius that's building as we get through the month and we get into um, uh, February. Now, what's interesting about the 12th and what's gonna happen throughout the next, you know, it, it, this is going to be a big story for 2021. And that is, we've got all this energy in Aquarius and as I just talked that fixed energy is, that means that those are touch points that they're each going to be playing off of. Uranus is in Taurus, which is fixed. So Mercury is going to square Uranus on the 12th. And Uranus is going to be a player this whole year because of the shift into the fixed energy. Now, Uranus is weird. Uranus is a quick changer. Uranus makes things happen that it, you just, all I can say is expect the unexpected. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is because this is going to be playing out definitely the next few months and into the whole year because of the Aquarian and the Taurus are at a square, basically. Is that, is that resonating at all? Yeah. Awesome. On the 12th, we've got the new moon. All right, so as we were talking about Uranus on the 14th, Uranus is going to state, it was, think about some of those outer planets, you know, 
you know, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, we kind of don't really keep track of their retrogrades like we do Mercury or Venus because they're so far out and their retrogrades last forever. Mm -hmm. So what we do pay attention to are the days that they shift directions and they station. The 14th, we have Uranus stationing direct at six degrees Taurus. So anybody who has six degrees of Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, or Scorpio, those are that's a hot spot anytime these big planets station moving direct or retrograde sometimes those days they're a little shifty they're they're a little strange especially with uranus in it now the other thing on that day is that we have the sun conjunct pluto and any anytime you've got pluto involved there's issues of power and there's issues of control sun and pluto together you know like babies born that day those People who have Sun and Pluto conjunct are extremely powerful people. Like they can run companies, they can run countries. They are like the school president when they're six years old kind of thing. So um, on the 14th, we got a hot day on the 14th, what I'm trying to get at. So keep your eyes on the prize. All right, we're shifting along here. Um, we got another one of those Uranus squares with Jupiter. Now Jupiter and Uranus squaring, you know, that sometimes a square, a square doesn't have to be tense and a, a square doesn't have to be, you know, stressful. It literally could be an opportunity for change, a new abundance, like things can happen that day because Jupiter's part of it. So that's something to look forward to on the oh, 19th. Wow. Yeah. On the 19th, the sun, you know, every month the sun ingresses. So that's a way to think about an ingress. The sun's now, the sun is in Aquarius on the 19th. And we're gonna save the 20th. Um, I'm almost done with the month. We're gonna talk about the 20th after we talk about Mercury retrograde. Fuckery. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so on the 22nd, we have some more uh, squares building up because Mars is in Taurus as well. So Mars is gonna square Jupiter. And again, this is, um, you know, when Jupiter is involved, it's, it, it has to do with opportunities and um you know things appearing to you that you didn't even know were an option especially mm -hmm. because it's in aquarius mars being in taurus it is just um you know just it's, it's more of that expect the unexpected is, okay is, is is a good way to look at, at your uranian energy um and now let's finish up the month we're looking on the 28th now on the 28th, we have got Venus conjuncting Pluto, which more Pluto, you know, both of those are have to do with money. So while Venus is about love, it's also about money. So money and control, money and power. Um, it also could be, you know, people holding on to their resources a little tighter so that they have control over their own destiny, basically, instead of, you know, something is gonna be done with all of this that we're waiting for from our government. By the end mm -hmm. of the month, people are going to be able to have more control over their finances. We've got, oh, full, we've got the full moon on the 28th and dun, 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 we have Mercury stationing retrograde, 26 <laughs> degrees Aquarius. 
I apologize. I meant to include on that day of the 14th. That's the day that um, Mercury goes into its shadow. And that shadow is 11 degrees Aquarius. So anybody with 11 degrees to 26 um, of fixed signs, perhaps this Mercury retrograde would be something for you to uh, have your eyes on. Um, you know, we always talk about the Green Man has an amazing Mercury retrograde oil, Mercury retrograde candles. <laughs> Help for this. It's not, you know, it happens three times a year. It's not the end of the world. And it's not going to, you know, ruin relationships. It's not going to ruin who you communicate with. Um, it just is going to pop in and, and, and make you have to, you have to work for it a little bit. Right. So, all right. All right. In terms of the Mercury retrograde, we go in the shadow on the 14th at 11 degrees Aquarius. On the 30th, uh, Mercury stations retrograde. Um, we'll talk about Mercury retrograde in February, but just so everybody knows, Mercury will station direct on the 20th of February, and Mercury is out of the shadow on March 12th. It's quick. It's, it's quick. Okay. We got this. Now, last year, Mercury retrograded in water signs so there was kind of an emotional element um yeah that came up a lot um but this year again we've got these shifts that are happening all of mercury retrogrades this year will be in air signs so it's going to be more mercurial it's going to be more communication it's going to be um you know plans like if you have plans to go somewhere they're going to get canceled you know honestly that could still be ha i mean we've already had that because of the pandemic. And look, right. we all know, especially in LA, look, January, we're in lockdown. You know, February, quite feasibly, we're still gonna be, you know, it's gonna be by March when more people are vaccinated and when we're out of the winter that I think things are gonna shift and we're gonna be able to kind of get back to a daily routine. So I think this Mercury retrograde is just kind of the tail end of you know, this unfortunate societal, you know, pandemic plague, <laughs> plague that we're, we're plague. It's plague, man. yeah, it's a fucking plague. It's a pestilence yeah. plague mess. Yep. So it's not to like get you off track or anything, but I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times. Do you have any clear thoughts or any idea when this is actually going to come to an end, the fucking plague? Do you have any clue? I mean, I really, I really think that we need to hunker down for the winter. And yeah. I think that March, we're going to have a lot more freedom, probably by equinox, March, you know, spring equinox. Oh my fucking God. Excuse me. I I'm don't sorry. think we're going to be locked down that whole time, but I, I just think that January and February, especially, yeah. um, and I really don't think it takes astrology. I think that, that it's, it's, that's the height of the winter. Right. Like that's when people get sick. It's it's cold, yes. and viruses like cold, humid weather. Like we're finally gonna get rain in LA. Like stay inside. Like don't don't you know, stay home. That's that's just what has to happen. And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, using using this Aquarian energy and creating. Um, I have some themes for the moons. Um, you know, the new moon is in Capricorn, which the new moon is on the 12th of, you know, structure, like how do you structure your life? And if it's so right. different from last year, 
you know, if you want to start branching out, like how will you structure your life in the new normal? Because nothing's going to be normal ever again. No. Think about how you structure with that new moon in Capricorn. Now, when we get to the full moon, which is on the 28th, how do you love and how do you create? That full moon is going to be in Leo, which is a very excited um, energy. But, you know, January 28th is cold, even in LA. Like, how, what do you want to love? You know, how, how can you love in a new way? Can you, can you have a Zoom date? Can you, you know, do a, have 10 people on a, on a, a FaceTime call? Like if you're, you know, I know like my mom and dad are not going to use Zoom, but we FaceTime because they, they got that with our phones. You know, right. how can you spread love with that full moon? Um, and it, it, you know, these are just some things to think about while, while we're at home. I, really I don't know if I answered you, Monica. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got it. Yeah. So not till spring. That's what I got out of that, right? That's. I would. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And okay. I mean. All right. Yeah. yeah. I really like how you talked about like kind of like innovation with love and how we love, and I think that's a really good reminder just for everybody right now because you know. It was the holidays. We're almost like a year into this at this point. Everyone's getting frustrated. Everyone, you know, wants to be around their friends and family. And, you know, it's different in different parts of the world, but we're we're in Los Angeles. And at the current moment, we are the COVID capital of the world. Damn. So it's really tempting to kind of say to hell with it and go see your friends and go do this and that. Like, you know, just be smart about it because I know a couple people that have been trying to like go and visit here and there, but it's really funny because they're like, well, my friend just got back from their friend's house. So now I'm going to go over there to see them, but I'm safe because I'm just around one person. And I'm like, well, you're just around one person that was just around a bunch of other people. So it's like, it's frustrating and we want to see our friends. We want to hug our friends and, you know, try and celebrate into the new year. So it's, it's hard, but I like the idea of being innovative with our love and how we're going to express it and accept it. Um, Cause it's, it's going to challenge us, but it's also going to hopefully keep us safe. Yes. Yes. 100%. That, and that's the key thing. We have to stay safe for sure. Absolutely. And on, I really, I, I, I'm actually blown away that the vaccine, I didn't think the vaccine was going to happen until into 2021 because of the Aquarian energy. Um, so that was great to be proven wrong. I mean, that's going to help. It's just, we need to get the numbers to a point that enough people are vaccinated so that more people are safe. And right. we're in the mental, we're in the middle of the winter and you know, LA we're spoiled. Like it rains a couple days and we complain and cry, but then, you know, five days after it rains, we're running around and going to the beach and we just, you know, there's things to do safely by yourself or with your, you know, your small pod that you live with. You know, it's, it's a short time period to just hunker down and just, just do it. And then by, I, maybe by March, we'll have so much, we'll be able to do more than we've been able to do in the past few months. It's a short time to just hunker down. It's yep. like the hangman. It's like the hangman tarot card. It's sacrifice now for more later. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Since we talked about the month, I would like to talk about inauguration day on January 20th. 
How Let's do we feel do about it. that? I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm so like, I'm trying not to get political because I don't want this podcast to be political because we're here to talk about witchy shit. But just, I am so intrigued to see how how that day is going to be because there's just so many massive shifts with just even just like energetically with what's happening with the change in office. Like, I'm just, I'm really interested to see what that day is going to be like as just as far as the inauguration goes, but also just the energy of, of the country because we're all putting expectations out there. So we're all contributing energy to this day. Yeah. Big time. All right. All right. I, I love how you uh, started this. I, I am not getting into the inauguration day to uh, be political either myself. I am just sharing that the energy of that day is um, highly intense and highly Ooh. tense. Mm -hmm. Intense and tense. Now, when we look at January 20th noon in DC, we have seven to eight squares, depending on the orb that you use. We have seven planets that are involved in those seven to eight squares. And then we also have one planet, Neptune, squaring the nodes, which are the placements of the moon. So we're talking about eight to nine squares on one day. Squares are tense. Squares are a lot of energy. Squares um you know they it just it just is a lot of friction for a hot spot so the january 20th even if it wasn't inauguration day would be a tense hot spot in january wow okay. now the fact that it's the day of the inauguration and the one other piece that i just i as an astrologer i have to share is that when you look at somebody's chart, something that you do look at is you look at the planet, it's way up on the top. It's the Midhaven is, is the top of the chart. So when you look at inauguration day, Pluto is on inauguration times. Pluto is the top planet. Pluto is extremely important for the next few years because the Pluto was part of that big structure breakdown that we had in 2020 and Pluto, the United States will have a Pluto return in 2022 and 2023. Pluto is a catalyst for this presidential administration that will be inaugurated on the 20th. Pluto brings change. Pluto brings deep, deep, psychological and philosophical change. So this presidency will be marked with tremendous change. It will have turmoil. It will have power struggles. And it's unfortunately possible that there could be kind of a big loss as part of this presidential administration that's being inaugurated on January the 20th. What do you mean by what do you mean by loss? Loss of a, a life or loss of? Some and astrology, when you look at Pluto, Pluto can be a death bringer. It can mm -hmm. be metaphoric, but it can be literal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, because this is the way it's supposed to go down, um, you know, 
I just, I, I don't know who the players are going to be, but I just, um, because we've already, we already know that there is a backlash to the election that happened in November, that there is a tremendous amount of people that don't agree with it, and there will be power struggles on the 20th. Oh, boy. So I just, I, I you know, people in D.C., I want to shout out to people in D.C., that we we from Los Angeles we love you and we we want we care for your for you and I just want people to be careful. Uh, I mean, obviously, this administration is going to be careful with how many people go to the inauguration, but I want people to be careful in D.C. on the 20th. That's that's what I would like to put out, and I think it's my job as an as an astrologer and. Um, Wow. Yeah. You know, Pluto's I think that's a really good warning because like I said, there's just, there's already such intensity kind of surrounding this as we get closer to it. The election was insane. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just like, I was just, I'm so curious. I'm fascinated um, when we talk about inauguration day of like there's so much that can happen and because people are already anticipating it we're already curious it's you know we have to remember that we lend energy to these things so we're already kind of building this up and so i feel like yeah like it's gonna be super fucking intense and so the one thing i'll say is be careful but also try and be very grounded and balanced because we have to remember we do lend our energy we are shifting yeah, things either. too and so we need to try and be balanced and grounded through this experience to kind of help maybe soften some of the edge of that day so that we don't personally feel like all sorts of wonky planetary and energetic backlash, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, it, because, because we, you know, January is still going to be, I mean, it's, it's, we're talking about something that's a few weeks from where we're at right now. And we know when you look at, at the numbers that a, a couple weeks after holidays is when there's surges. So there could be surges. So there could be like a limit to how many people are actually going to be out. Um, you know, and when I say, you know, people in DC, be careful, you know, any city could, you know, any kind of societal unrest. I mean, we've already seen in 2020, like it's not going away. It's not like it's not happening just because there's a pandemic. So yeah. you know, if, if you wanna support, you know, there's ways to do it from your, from your laptop in your house safely, um, you know? And I mean, I, I guess ultimately they did say that protesting is acceptable because it's such a, a, an American inalienable right. So if people are going to do that, just do it safely, um, try to distance and, you know, masks and even gloves and, and just, you know, there's all, sorts of sanitizer for everyone. there's all sorts of ways to be safe um, physically aside from just the pandemic is just what I want to point out. The good news, some good news to help the energy that day is that the sun is sextile Chiron. Now Chiron is the big wound and big, Chiron is big with deep trauma. So we could, we could get some healing with, with some trauma that we've experienced. That's some good news. And we also have Mercury trying the nodes. So while, while the nodes are being squared, they're also having this, this help. People are going to be able to communicate their needs. People are going to be able to communicate their emotions. So this, this could help. 
a day that's got a lot of tension. That's exciting. So that's, that's good I want to end on a good note. Yeah. Um, so do we do we want to? Are we are we done with the inauguration? Do you guys have any more questions, or can I just end up with a, a theme for the whole month? Yeah, hit us. What you got? So we, we talked okay. about the theme for the new moon and for the full moon, and I just you know on a whole. Um, I want people to think about how do I respond to change? Do I avoid change or do I accept it and jump in and try to make the best of it? Do I look for ways to get through change? Do I hide from change? These are questions that we all need to spend time with and they're not, they're not the funnest questions. They're not you know, what costume am I going to wear to the Halloween party? No, we need to look at these deep questions for such a deep, um, is we're living during a, an extremely pivotal historical time period and we all need to do the work and think about what we can bring to the table and maybe what we need to work on while we're living through it. I mean, honestly, after this year and how challenging it was for every single person on the planet, because it was challenging for everyone in some capacity. If you're not walking out of this year and into the next one, wondering what you can change to make yourself better, mm -hmm. make your, your community better, your world better, then you wasted your year because we have seen a highlight of ugly in so many different ways and we've been challenged to do it in isolation but that really talks to discovering your own personal strength in a lot of different ways so i really hope we are all walking into this year wondering what changes we can enact and what whether it be on a global level or just on a personal one so that we can make some kind of difference so that this year wasn't so wasted i hope everyone kind of reflect on that and is is ready to move into the next year with a little bit of action wherever they can safely apply it Yes. I agree. Big time. Big time. Yes. Wow. Well, 2020. So January sounds like it's going to start off kind of nice and it's going to slowly get a little bit more intense. That but, you know, the one thing that I've noticed from, well, getting readings in general, but especially with astrology readings, and I think because timing is so much more clear when someone's looking at your chart. Um, when we hear about all this intensity, I think we all start to get a little nervous. We get a little afraid of what's to come. But the one thing I will say is generally, once you're living through it and you're in that moment, it's not as terrifying as what you're anticipating because the changes usually come on a little bit more subtly and you're a little bit more mentally prepared for whatever is there. So I'm personally not freaked out about the intensity of inauguration day. I'm ready for it. And I think we all just need to, again, be balanced and be safe and just roll through January. Yeah. yeah I, I think what we talked about earlier, you know, that concept of, you know, I had a friend I was talking to and he was just, he was down, you know, and I, you know, we, you know, who doesn't get down? We're, we're, you know, it was Christmas day. He was just down and he was like, I can feel, I'm an empath. I can feel how upset people are. I can feel people are lonely. I can feel that you know, there's so much chaos in society. Like I can feel people losing their unemployment benefits. And I was like, look, look, man, you, you're an empath and you're sweet that you have that much care, but you have got to ward more. 
you have got to protect yourself more and you have got to focus on what you can in your house, like in your control. What's what's right in front of you? Because all that stuff that's out of your control, are you right. gonna let it figure you out or are you gonna are you gonna do something right. with what you can? And so I think um these are it's important for us to all, you know, I really took that to heart for myself too, because you know, some some having health stuff is a lot of it's a lot to deal with and it's easy to get overwhelmed by it, but what's, what can I do right now in front of me? That's the one thing that I can focus on. That's going to help me evolve and help me thrive. And, and the bottom line is we, as witches, we're the architects of change and we, we make change happen to change stuff. We may try to hold on the rain. So there's not as much chaos, but we are the architects of change. And this is, this is, we we've chosen this. We all have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah. I, you said something really interesting that I just kind of want to like poke at real quick too, as you're talking about, like, focus on what you can control, focus on what you can change. And I feel like that's a very, honestly, kind of like a grounding, it's a grounding exercise. It really it is. is because you know, with anxiety, like that, you know, you're ungrounded and it just takes you to a million different stressful places. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that looked at some kind of global or societal issue that was happening this year and got pissed off about it. But that rage can take you to a lot of weird places. And while sometimes that rage can fuel really wonderful things, again, focus on where can you start that change? What can you control? What can you change? And when you focus there, Again, that kind of talks about going into this idea of focusing and questioning yourself on what you can change, what we just talked about. But also, it's it becomes grounding, and it starts to lessen the anxiety. It lessens the rage. It keeps you to a more balanced place. And not only are you balanced, but then you're empowered. A hundred percent. Yes. And you know what? Think, and when I do readings and people are asking about certain questions, I tell them that you know, you're asking me something that's not even in our control. Like you have to like surrender that and just you know, totally, I understand what you just said. You have to do what's necessary for you in your little circle of your life. And because on the large scale, it's, it's some things are just not in our control and we have, we can't do anything about them. So focus on exactly. yourself. Right. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. huge that um, I've learned in the past few months is you know, because so much is out of our control, you know, what I'm trying to say is we all have big life goals. We all have, we all have things that we want to do. And maybe lately we're finding that it's really hard to do that because we, we can't leave our house or, you know, we can't see our friends or like, let's say, let's say that somebody has been working on a screenplay. They want to write, but they can't meet with a writing partner and, you know, blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, if you have goals and if you have things that you're striving for, what's a baby step? You don't have to write the entire screenplay overnight during this time period. And if you've had some down days, you know, don't beat yourself up if you didn't write an entire book. Write a chapter, you know, write, write a page. And if you do little things, the empowerment grows and that empowerment gets inside of you and it stirs you and it's easier to do little things than to try to have this big project that's just weighing on your shoulders. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Got it. This year, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to get my book out. <laughs> nice. 
There we go. It. Let's get let's get that shit done. You know, I'm, I'm gonna not- put this out there uh, because I I have other gifts besides astrology. Um, my my editing is amazing. I have a master's in library science. Like I can help you if you want, Monica. Okay. Okay. The thing about the thing about writing is rewriting. And sometimes uh-huh. you need another set of eyes to help you rewrite. So Oh, absolutely. I agree. I put it out there, everybody to hear. Hello. I would love to help Monica with her book. Yes. If, if you need it. All right, Monica. We we put it up on the podcast. That means the world's gonna hear it. So yeah, that means next December, I be, I better be getting that book as my Yule present. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Taddy. We missed you so much. I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that we can dive into our astro magic together once again. Um, I'm excited. I'm not excited for 2021. That's not the right word. I feel, I feel okay about it. That's, that's how I'll, I'll put it. I feel okay about it. I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see what, what comes next for everyone. Um, and just like on that note, I just want to say we learned so many lessons this past year. Even if you think that you just wasted your year and just like watch Netflix and day drink, you still learn something. You just got to figure out what you learned. Maybe you learned how to mix a badass drink, whatever. On some capacity, you learn something. And I think it's going to be really important that we consciously remember to take, make an effort to imp- apply those, those lessons that we learned into the next year. I feel like that's going to be really important. I think we all got some kind of interesting foundational skills that will be required of us. So take these couple days before the turn of the year and figure out what were your lessons and what did you learn and how, how do you think you can start to try and apply those in your life a little bit more? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. That's right. Yes. Sure. So one thing that we forgot to do at the beginning of the episode was ask, what is everybody drinking? Well, I'm drinking my homemade eggnog. Oh, wow. is it spiked? Huh? Oh, is it spiked? spiked? Of course it has spiked. It has to be. It's eggnog. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I made a whole shitload and, and I'll be delivering some to you when I see you, Shauna. You have your own bottle of it soon. All right. I'm excited so, for that. What are you drinking, girl? Um, I actually, I'm going wild and crazy tonight, and I'm drinking pomegranate white tea. Oh, wow. Um, I, ha- I, had a glass, I had a glass of prote- Prosecco yesterday and enjoyed that for the holiday, but um, I just got over being sick, so I'm trying to not go super ham just yet because in this these COVIDian times, um, doing whatever we can <laughs> to make sure that our our immune system is top notch is good. So I'm going to be good and drink my tea, but I will probably be killing my liver on New Year's Eve. I love that COVIDian. Oh my God. That's going to be like some sort of like demonic wizard in some (laughs) sci-fi fantasy novel in the future. One of my friends actually gave me a plague doctor mask for Christmas too. And so I feel like that just lends itself to that word so well. Yeah. The COVIDian. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I I would like to share something if I may. Um, You're, you're gorgeous, but for some reason tonight, the way that the camera and I'm looking at you through zoom, I don't know if you've ever watched the expanse. I'm, all on sci- I'm on a sci-fi kick because of the Aquarian and the Uranian energy. 
The Expanse is the best sci-fi you can possibly, it's the best sci-fi since I would say the 2000 Battlestar Galactica. Um, there's a character, her name is Bobby and she's a badass ass kicking Martian and you look like Bobby. You look like she, she is seriously the biggest ass kicker on that entire show. More than the more than the dude on the Rossi, but Bobby, you look like her. I'm gonna have to look this up. You're gonna have yes. to text me the name of the show because you know I already forgot. I'll, so I'll text you. you you're just like as I'm talking and looking at you, you're, you got you got a, a similar vibe. Um, oh, I, I would like to share. You know, there was a long time there where I was on the on the wagon, but with these holidays, I'm happily enjoying some Jack Daniels. Let me there tell you, my mother's milk. I'm loving my Jack and I'm having it with a Topo Chico tonight, which is different. What's that? Instead of a pear, I usually drink Jack and soda water and I always have Topo Chico. So there we go. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, That's Topo cool. Chico is really, it's better than um, Perrier. I'm going to have to try that. I'm definitely going to, I love me some bubbly water. Um, so I'm going to have to try that. I have, someone gave me a liter and a half of rosé. Oh. And it's sitting on my counter and I have to make room in my refrigerator to get that nice and cold for that New Year's Eve. would be nicely offered in my world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite excited. <laughs> um, so who's everybody got shout outs for today? Well, I'll start. You know, we never shouted out to our sound man, Ricky. So I want to shout out to him. Oh, I like that. you, Ricky. That's my shout out. Virgos make the world go round. Virgos make the world go round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be stuck in my head now, Taddy. <laughs> Sorry. Who's your, who's your shout out, Taddy? Well... You know, I kind of have two. I, I kind of already did. I just, I really appreciate that Jarrell was able to step in. Um, loved it. It was so nice to um, have, have a buddy, have, have support and collaboration is just, is that theme. Um, I'm also going to shout out, there is this amazing, amazing, amazing place in Long Beach and it's called Rooted in Recovery. Now, Rooted in Recovery is, a place it's all about your mental health and they do amazing amazing things they do mental health they do people who have substance abuse and i was able to spend some time there and get some healing that i much needed i mean getting divorced and moving a million times sucks and i was able to get just a little bit of tweak on on um some counseling and for one thing it, if people have ever wondered what would it be like to do counseling and they just have never done it do it do it therapy is one of the best things you can do and what's what what's awesome about this root and recovery is that it was super witchy they had no idea that a lot of the work that they were doing in helping people like open your mind be mindful um you know accept change and get rid of things that are like out of your control it's just it, it was, it was witchy. It was, I learned like all of the grounding techniques were witchy. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just keep dropping little eggs that I learned along the way. And I just, I want, I want to shout out to people. Like if, if you ha are still having a hard time with what's going on with 2020, like 
insurance is amazing. And if you don't have insurance, places take Medi-Cal or take Medicaid. There, there is help that people can get. I know that there's a stigma that it's expensive, but there are services available. And if you don't know, I mean, honestly, if you need help, you don't know how to do that, I will happily, if you don't live in California, you live in another state, like there are services available to people. Um, I think people just don't know that they're available. And a place like Rooted and Recovery in Long Beach can help you so much. And I just, I wanna shout out to how awesome um, how awesome that place is. And every single person I met there is amazing. And I, I love, I love, love, love everybody that I interacted with. And I can't wait to have more time and, and learn more through them. That's a really beautiful, beautiful shout out, actually. That yeah. really is. And I love that you pointed out that there is, there is a stigma with counseling and there shouldn't be because at some point in time, we all need help. We all need someone to talk to. We all need advice and techniques on how to process things differently. And I also love that you talked about that it is available for everybody in different ways. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to find. You got some hoops that you got to jump through, but it's there. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Thank you for that. Coach, thanks for being a place that we can do this. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, come on, we're all, we're witches. We're all a little crazy. Nice. Who's your shout out, Shauna? My shout out is to a special, I hate the word baby witch, so I'm not going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop myself now, to a special little striglet. Um, we have a budding witch in our midst, and I believe her name is, I can't remember if it's Sophie or Sophia. Um, she is the niece of the Coven sister. Oh, and she has she has started her her witch journey. She's interested. She wants to learn more. And I know that she was steered in the way of, of the podcast. So I wanted to say hail and welcome. And we're excited to have you. Yes. Welcome. welcome for sure. Welcome. Yes, indeed. So to hear more and meet more people. Right. Yeah. Birds of a feather. Hopefully by the second half or the end of this upcoming year, it'll be safe to travel a little bit. And hopefully Monica and I can hit the road and um, do some live events somewhere and meet some of our listeners. I got to do that earlier this year and it was so special and so cool. So I'm really excited to do more of that. So I can't yeah, wait. Me too. I can't nice. wait to start traveling again for sure. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Taddy. Um, thank you very much. We got lots to chew on. I'm excited for it. And thank you for everyone for tuning in. Much love. I miss you. And it's so good to be on Zoom with you. I know. I miss you guys. Soon. Soon we'll be able to hug each other. Just a couple more months. We can do it. Yes, we can. And on that note, Merry Merry Meet, meet, Merry Part, part, and and Merry Merry Meet again.